My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And now, introducing a host who will kill all your spiders. Give it up for our <laughs> hockey aficionado, Chuck Siders. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Um, I I actually do have a background in killing spiders. Um, my twin brother has a had a bit of a spider phobia, and um, I was in charge of killing the spiders when we grew up. So. Um, if you like that tidbit and more, you can follow me at Chuck Siders. You can follow this show at Potadelphia. And now for a host who will fit in your backpack, give it up for the little guy named Gene Zelak. What's up, Gene? Oh, wow. That's great. I, I feel like I'm some sort of collectible or something. <laughs> Perhaps there's a chase variant of me that you can go out and try and find. I don't know. But that's true. So you can find me or my chase variant at uh, at producer Gene on Twitter. I'm sorry, I was just so inspired by uh, Commons uh, NBA introductions. I had to I had to bring it into the show. <laughs> and when you say you can fit in a backpack, I was very much thinking of like Yoda and Luke Skywalker, but I don't know whose oh. back like Gene is on. Okay. Um. Is there anyone you would like to guide in the way of of the force or Philadelphia sports, Gene? Uh, no, no, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't want to get that. Uh... I would like you to see. I would like to see you in like Joel and Bead's backpack. Oh, well, that would be interesting. We have kind of the same hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the uh, the NBA All Star Game was tonight, and. There's lots of interesting things to talk about around this game. None of it really involves basketball. Uh, Gene, you watched the the pregame stuff. Uh, what did you think of Shaka Khan's rendition of the Star Spangled Banner? Well, I I have to start with uh, I I always love when they start with the Canadian national anthem and and I immediately turn to whoever else is in the room is like who 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 is this. Um, I Wait, why do we do the Canadian national anthem at the All Star? Is that do we normally do that? Well, we we do have Toronto in the league, and they're I currently get, no, the I champion. get that, but I I don't I mean, do we usually do like at all the All Star games, like MLB All Star game? Are they doing the the Canadian national anthem? Mm. I hmm. they definitely I do it in the NHL th- one. They definitely do it during that one. Yeah, I was going to say no, but then I kind of remembered a on-field controversy where um, some Canadian band sang the old lyrics to the Canadian National Anthem. Wait, there's old lyrics? Oh, there is. I only know, oh, Canada, our home and native land, we stand on guard for thee. Like that, I, I don't know what order those yeah. things come in, but that's that's all I know. Well, we something this... maple syrup. <laughs> well, it's oh, Canada, our home and native land, True patriot love is all of our command, as opposed to in all thy son's command, which they changed it. And like the Canadian version of Trump people got very upset that they did the PC change to make it everyone as opposed to all of our sons. What what would be the equivalent in the American national anthem like the Rockets Red Glare, the... Um, the non-offensive exploding fireworks bursting in air. <laughs> I think the, the change in the American national anthem would be to make it singable. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> which apparently Shaka Khan um, <laughs> would would hopefully agree. I, I guess I didn't recognize that as the national anthem, other than like knowing the lyrics to that one. In no way did that resemble the song that I've heard as our national anthem. Uh, also, I, I'm at like critical mass with the with the honoring Kobe. Am I allowed to say that? Is that insensitive to say? Do you think we've gotten too far in the in the in the news cycle? Like he was, you know, he, we should have been done with this like two cycles ago. No, like I get it. Like this is the NBA All Star Game. Something has to be done here. Like they need to take. They need their. Um, I don't know. They they need to put their thumbprint on remembering Kobe. Uh, but you know, I, I don't like I'm I'm at such a Kobe overload right now that I, I'm I've remembered Kobe. <laughs> I have not forgotten him. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it really seems to like oversell Kobe, and I'm not trying to speak ill of the dead, but this wasn't Jordan. This wasn't will this wasn't lebron this was well i mean it's just like right up there though i think just for like caliber player yeah but it's uh the term i don't know if it's used in in other sports but the generational player like you have your lineage in hockey you have mcdavid you have crosby then Lemieux Gretzky so it's really just a handful of players like who is the face of the league at any given time and Kobe kind of became that and and I think we talked about it on the show we recorded the day he died um that he he picked up you know he filled that vacuum after Jordan retired for good or retired the second time. Um, but it, it just seems like a lot. It just, it, it I, I don't want to say enough already, but kind of enough already. Well, I, I, think it, I think for me, it's more that it's, it's gone from being tastefully a remembrance of Kobe to being like, Oh, look, I'm a corporation and I would love to make some money. And the way to do it is to spray paint a suit that has eight and 24 on it and make it yellow. See, we're remembering Kobe. Would you like to buy my suit? It, it, like everything seems like it's this some kind of like weird. We're going to add our brand to this remembrance. The All-Star game, I think it, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. It just it. it it had to be one of those. It, it feels like piling on because of all of the other things that are ridiculous. You know, like the NBA Finals is going to have a huge. And by then it might feel. And the thing is, what would have been nice would have been if there was had been a gap in this. That's just not how society works anymore. You know, if this had happened 15 years ago, there would have been a gap. You know, there would have seen it. It would have happened. It would have been a big deal for a couple of days. And there would have been like a lull. And then the All-Star game would have felt like kind of like an. You know, almost a you know a, a re a reinvigorating of the of the remembrance. I, this is such no, an no, odd I, thing I, to even talk about. I get what about. you're saying, Gene. Yeah, but yeah, I think more then... more my problem is it's starting to feel like so. If if you think back to when other big celebrity tragedies happened, uh, this is going to be a very probably tasteless comparison. But 
if you imagine like when Michael Jackson died, if all of a sudden every album that came out for the rest of the year was only including or had to include three Michael Jackson covers at the back end of it in order to be taken seriously, regardless of genre of music. So like jazz covers, gospel covers, classical covers, um, just everybody's like, here's our album and then our three Michael Jackson covers by our album. Um, just it's like all sorts of things that just ha it just feels very tacked on like I, I, there is no other real comparison to this in sports like when Walter Payton died or anybody else that I could think of in other major sports I've never seen anything like this comparatively and we will soon find out who is the uh, the winner of the first Kobe Bryant all-star MVP award because that uh -huh. is the official award name change to so the Kobe Bryant. It'll just be called the Kobe? Maybe. And that feels fair. And, you know, Gene, I think your point's a good one. It's, there's no breathing room and people fall over themselves to, to take the opportunity to show how clever they are or how much Kobe meant to them. You know, th there was a joke from the very first good place. Uh, the Good Place just wrapped up from the very first one. There was a little joke about what you do to get you know points for The Good Place in the afterlife. And one of the jokes in the background was going to write a post on Facebook, but then, you know, then said, no one needs to know my thoughts on David Bowie. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things like going through Facebook and it's just falling all over themselves who is the saddest this celebrity died How, who was touched the most and i mean i'm guilty of it as well i wrote something when david bowie died i wrote something when alan rickman died but it, it feels like that but on a national level and with brands involved and marketing and yeah it it feels a bit ugly I only wrote something when Gene Wilder died, but it's required. If you're given the birth name Gene, you have to pay your respects to all other genes. It's it's in the bylaws. You didn't you didn't write something when uh, when Mean Gene uh, died last year? I did, but it was very private. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Viewable only to me. <laughs> Viewable only to other genes. So if you're a gene and go on Facebook now, you can see uh, Gene's Mean Gene uh, tribute. It's Gene Jeans, Book. Genes only. Uh, well, if you guys didn't watch the three-point contest and the dunk contest, it was probably the best dunk contest in the last decade. And the three-point contest came down to the last shot. Well, that sounds like it was downright entertaining. Yeah, Buddy Heald made the last shot to, to win um, on his last ball. Was it one of those um, multicolored balls that gives well, you, this is the thing with gives the, you with bonus? The, with the Three point contest getting out of control with the with the bonus balls. So it used to be, I, I think it used to be no bonus balls. It was just or orange basketballs. Right. And then there was a bonus ball at the back of each rack. Yeah, it was like every like, seventh or every fifth, whatever. Every fifth ball. Like the so the last ball of each rack was a was a like a, a like a red, white, and blue bonus ball. It was like the old ABA ball. Sure. Yeah. And 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 that now they have a bonus rack so you can pick where which location you would like your bonus rack, and it's all bonus balls well that so seems, every ball is that worth seems, two points that seems in ridiculous. that rack yeah that seems absurd now we have the mountain dew balls 
<laughs> that sounds like a condition. <laughs> like, oh, did you hear? Did, did, you, did you hear what happened, Chuck? Like, he's got the Mountain Dew balls. Like, <laughs> you drink a 12 pack of Dude, those, man. Dude, I'm trying to determine if they shrink up or get too big. So, the Mountain Dew balls are uh, like, th- there's two uh, MDBs and they are like uh, 30 feet out. Uh, and I think they're worth four points. So now there's like all these like bonus points. You could conceivably get up to uh, a pretty like enough to qualify for the second round by only shooting in, say, all your bonus balls. But whereas someone who made I don't know, it's getting a little out of hand with the craziness. So that that's that. But the but the dunk contest was really cool. Uh, there is some controversy around it okay hmm. were, were there because... actual were there actual people that i've heard of in the dunk contest i guess is my first question were there any actual nba all-star level players or were they all just like basically well, rookies or second year players that are trying to make a name for themselves no i mean it's well i mean uh it, the last it came down to uh aaron gordon and Derek jones jr so right, you, I, I have uh, heard of those players i mean you definitely know uh aaron gordon especially if you've seen um uh, Uncle Drew. Yes. And uh <laughs> and Dwight Howard was in it too. Well, well past his his uh his dunk contest prime, but yeah. Anyway, the, the uh, Aaron Gordon got f- his first four dunks all got perfect scores. But you know how like these dunk contests go, like everybody gets a 10. Yeah, so it's almost like they don't, a 10 doesn't mean anything. So they went into dunk off, right? Like, with, like extra dunks or whatever it is. Sudden dunks. And <laughs> sudden dunks also <laughs> associated with Mountain Dew balls. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? If you're in sudden dunks, <laughs> you, and the first guy does his dunk, you can't give him a perfect score. You can't like I think if you're in sudden dunks and the first guy goes, you have the most you can give him is a nine. That way, if the second guy is better, you can give it a 10 or you could decide to give it an eight. But they give everybody the tens and it's like this one was a perfect score. So it went to triple sudden dunks. (laughs) So you just Triple and Reggie stun. Miller's like, it's just a tie. Just make it a tie. But they kept doing I don't know. Anyway. Well, if they should Derek solve it shoot. like hockey by doing something that has nothing to do with the game of dunking. Ah, sudden dunks. <laughs> <laughs> they were so sudden, I was taken back. They should have to, like, throw accurate passes or something. <laughs> uh, do you guys like the format of resetting the score at every quarter? So there's, four, there's like four mini games within the big game of the all-star uh, game to award money for charity oh that's kind of cool yeah that's not bad okay so it's whoever so at, at the end of the first quarter they go back to zero well yeah so there's two if you turn on the game now that in the upper right hand corner there's like the total score of the game and then in the bottom right hand corner there's the quarter score um so you can see who wins the quarter. i mean they pretty much do that on a line score anyway. What they should do for charity is give uh, give money for anyone who plays defense. Like if you block a shot, the other like your charity gets a million dollars because that's not going to happen. 
Yeah, I, that's I, all I, people are there to see. Yeah, and I think I think like they would just go, okay, I guess the kids ain't getting money. Like <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of saws. It's the reason, like the NFL Pro Bowl is bad because no one wants to actually lay themselves out there or exert too much energy. So they're just not going to play defense in the NBA All-Star game. I mean, it's just it's the way it's going to be. You know yeah, what, what two players looked really good in that first quarter, which is about all of the actual basketballing of the All-Star game I could stomach? Uh, ben Simmons and Joel Embiid both looked like they were, you know, having some pretty solid play. Ben Simmons there kind of at the end of the quarter had a couple of breakaway uh, dunks that were monstrous. Um, but, you know, I think they look so much better because they're on different teams. So they're not in each other's way. <laughs> Well, no one's trying to defend and beat in the post in an all-star game. It's just like, go ahead, big guy. Yeah, Let's you talk go ahead. In there. Yeah. All right. Well, on to some real sports that count for things that are important. Uh, the Flyers, uh, once again, prove they can't win a big game. Oh, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm sorry. I had to, uh, had to needle you a little bit there. Yeah, and it's they haven't been bad this year with that, but it's the reputation they have and the real casual, I mean, I, I almost hesitate to say casual, the quote-unquote four-for-four guy who like goes, oh, yeah, I follow hockey and then doesn't turn it on until the playoffs. It's like, Flyers always blowing those big leads, you know, always blowing the big games, you know, can't get it done. They're a bubble team again this year, yada, 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 where it just doesn't reflect the reality of this team. Now, they've come out with some slow starts, which you got to cut that shit out. You know, that first period of that Tampa game, you know, it, nobody really looked great on the Flyers. And then when they fall down 3 nothing in the second, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, hey, let's play. You know, and they nearly, they nearly came back. I mean, so they hung with uh, Tampa Bay twice in, what, a two, three-week span. You know, they show that they can play with them. They didn't show that they could beat them, but they showed that they can play with Tampa Bay, which is a good thing. But, you know, we're we're getting to scoreboard watching time of year. And, you know, we still have the full month of March and like a week and a half of April and another, you know, half a month of February. So it's not totally dependent but the east is so damn good the metro is so damn good we gotta start seeing some separation there and getting the flyers more comfortably into a playoff spot so we're just in like get a point we have to get a basically get a point every game you know Uh, you can almost you know bad days it's really bad to take like that regulation loss in the division it will be yeah so like that Islanders loss from the other day where they nearly, you know, I, I again, fell down three, nothing. Right. Um, I think yeah. it was yeah, I think yeah. so. and nearly salvaged a point out of it only just to lose in the, the last seconds of the game. 
that's that's a shame. You know, we're competing with the Islanders for a spot. We need to, you know, lessen the damage there. But yeah, we need we need you know three wins and an overtime loss for every regulation loss. You know, going forward because the Metro is is damn tight. It's damn competitive. You know? I'm just looking at the I, I, I'm just looking at the standings right now, and mm-hmm. here are the teams that like we cannot lose to: Hurricanes, Blue Jackets, Islanders, Panthers, and Leafs. Yeah, that's a, a good point about the Leafs. I forget about them. Because... Are we done with them for the year? I feel like we we. Yeah, I guess the uh, yeah we may be we done we kind of played them a lot. I feel like in November, I think we had like three games be- before like the first of December against the Leafs, um, and, and we played really well against them. I think we we have one loss against them this year. Yeah, I think one loss, two wins, um, and we're we're done with the Leafs. We're done with the Panthers. We did our job against the Panthers. You know, two Ooh, wins, three and one. Um, I don't know how many times we played the Panthers this year. I yeah, think well, we won might... two this week, right? It was two this week. Uh, two we won one earlier in the season against them. But... Yeah, but I yeah. think we and I think we beat them at home once. Early and any season. crap against the Red Wings, Senators, Devils, like that. Yeah, yeah, that one loss to that Devils team was unacceptable. Like you could see it coming a mile away, but y- you have to beat up on the bad teams here, and you know this week. We have two games against Columbus, an injured Columbus team. We have uh, they're missing uh, Seth Jones and somebody else, uh, Cam Atkinson, and it, we have to strike. We have to beat them. And freaking Columbus, I'm still bitter about it. They turned up another freaking goalie. You know they lose Bob, and this Elvis dude comes in and is playing out of his mind right now but we have to beat them and they have to be at least one has to be a regulation win, but we, we need to, to keep pace with them, maybe exceed them. Carolina, you know, they're a good team as well. They've played well in the clutch. You know, they got Justin Williams back. You know, he's, he's a a leader on that team. Blard, I'm hoping, is going in the other direction. I think they had another loss again today. So I'm hoping Florida can drop off a bit. So I'm looking at the teams like Florida, uh, Columbus, and even the Islanders. And they, to me, what's standing out about those teams is their goal differential uh, are really low. The, the Panthers are only a plus three. Mm-hmm. Columbus is a plus five. And the Islanders are a plus nine. And, you know, we're behind those teams in the standings. Now, we're ahead of Carolina, who's a plus 26. So I'm worried about Carolina. Maybe they're getting a bit unlucky. That That's probably fair. Um, they, I, I think their goaltending has not been as reliable as it was last year. But Carolina is a good team. You know, and, you know, so maybe they are getting uh, a bit unlucky like you point out dave you know now we're a plus 16 um which is you know a pretty decent differential but carolina is one i'd worry about and we don't match up particularly well against them and we have a a game coming 
up against them, I mean, we have games coming up against most of the division. Mm -hmm. So those Carolina games are going to be huge. And, you know, we're ahead of them in the standings, but they have a game in hand. So we're, we're really getting down to the nitty gritty of all this matters. You know, there's no, there's no do overs. There's no, there's no moral victories when we're playing the division we really have to 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 win. Yeah, you know, this home and home against the Blue Jackets, huge. We really need. I mean, it'd be nice to get four, but really, you know, but three is would be helpful. Yeah, I well, mean, th- yeah, three three means they end up with two. So that's right. You know, we net you gain one. one. Right. So one's not nothing, but two regulation wins. Jesus, man, just think about that. You know, the difference, you know, we win one game. We essentially tie the other one, losing either three on three and shootout. And that's takes a four point swing for the Flyers and makes it a one point swing. Jesus, right. that's 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 a tall order, man. But yeah. it's it's something they have to do after Columbus. We have Winnipeg at home. Winnipeg's a good team. Sharks have been surging, um, but they're they're still beatable. Uh, Carlson's done for the year, you know. And then the teams at home now, which yes, you know, like that's the that's the benefit of going on. You know, the West Coast swings early in the year is you now get these games at home where you've been dominant. Yep, and the Flyers really have been dominant at home. Their home record's insane, and had some good showings on the on the road as well. Um, yeah, so the next three weeks, you know, we got a couple against the Rangers who we are better than, but have a lot of talent. One at home, Carolina, um, on the the 5th of March, it, you know, this is a lot of talking and a lot of, I don't want to say complaining, but a lot of worry and consternation about this Flyers team. But it's a hell of a lot of fun, too, to be this invested in the Flyers right now, to be this invested in scoreboard watching. You know, we're the Flyers are a good team. I made that sort of joke earlier of, oh, they're a bubble team. They're a bubble team. They're 10th in the league. You know, (laughs) we are fifth in our division and 10th overall in the friggin' league. That that's not a bubble team. It's just a team that's facing a really tough division right now. Yeah, it's just an unfortunate, unfortunate draw. So, I mean, on to our big story of the week. Like, so why does why does local media hate the Flyers? Oh, it, or maybe they're apathetic towards the Flyers. I mean, they just don't care about them. Should we should we give a little backstory for those that don't follow us on social media? Do it, Gene. Do it. Why the hell aren't you following us on social media? Yeah, well, and when you don't follow us on social media, you miss gold like uh, WIP. Was it their morning show or was it the midday show? I think it was the midday show. Put up a a poll of which Philadelphia team, I may be paraphrasing, is going to, is most likely to win a championship, I I believe. I think it was like has the brightest future. Has the brightest future. I think you're absolutely right. Um, And and see, there's, there's... Four major sports teams in Philadelphia, but the poll only posted the Phillies, the Eagles, 
and the Sixers, leaving the Flyers out. Problem for two reasons. Um, Why aren't you including them in your poll? It doesn't take that much longer to add a fourth line. Two, the Flyers are the correct answer. Uh, And three, and maybe the most important point, it's it was almost predictable to have the WIP come out snubbing hockey. Um, they they since they have no longer broadcast the games, it's become even more apparent that they just don't care about hockey or hockey fans. So yeah, here so the, that 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 midday show poll had a. Uh had like 8,300 votes and the Eagles won with 58% of the vote. The, the Eagles have the brightest future out of those three teams, whatever. Anyway, the, the, our show reposted the poll in the comments with the exact same question, but included all four sports teams. We had over 1,100 votes and the Flyers won with 84% of the, actually the vote, the poll's still open, I think, but, um, the Flyers are ahead with 84% of the vote, like an overwhelming. Yeah. And, and like Gene said, it's the correct answer. And we can get into that in a bit, if you like, and let's admit there's probably some bias in that poll because the most people who are interacting with it are pissed. that The Flyers are not on the WIP one, but why the hell aren't they? And like the, I don't know, Joe to camera. Um, I, I know the name. I can't recall what he talks about. And apparently the other guy's John Ritchie on the midday show. And maybe they're just not well versed in the flyers. So they chose to leave it off or the constant thing you would hear from producers on WIP and 97.5 is, well, we don't talk about flyers because people don't want to listen to flyers talk. We don't talk about the flyers because people don't want to talk about the flyers. And the Flyers had, until recently, probably the most loyal fan base in Philadelphia. The Eagles have the biggest fan base. Um, the The Phillies, when they're hot, when they're winning, they, they get real big. But when they're cold, they're small. Uh, the Sixers, same kind of thing. The Flyers have the most steadfast, you know, support. The, the loyalist fans, a diehard group of fans that sold out every building and it sold out the building every night. I mean, and I've seen it as as one of those diehard fans. I've seen the casual fan and it doesn't take a lot to get that casual fan interested. And the way I know they're interested is they start asking me about hockey shit. Now, if the team strings together a few weeks and gets a little buzz, and that buzz has to come from local media because most of these people are only consuming WIP and 97.5 and and Comcast Sportsnet, although Comcast does a good job with Flyers coverage, even though they don't go by that name anymore. Um, But they do a good job of Flyers coverage. That's where they hear, hey, the Flyers have won again. Hey, who's who's this Travis Konechny kid? You know, it's I remember once years ago in the the days of Mike Richards and Jeff Carter, um, the a Flyers Sabres game was on TV at a bar I used to frequent way too much. <laughs> and 
somebody asked me, he's like, hey, Chuck, how is this Sabres team? And this was like a November game. There just was enough interest in the Flyers to get that going. And that should be the case now. They are a fun team to watch. My it, office, all, all people talk about are the Flyers. I mean, it's, really? yeah, it's just like, you know, I, I have uh, I have a couple of people in the office that have season tickets. Um, people are always interested in going, going to the games. They want to get uh, team outings. Uh, to the games, there's not there's not as much um, Sixers or Eagles buzz as there is Flyers buzz, uh, especially you know this season. My office is the same way because there's there's four of us that are very into uh, to the Flyers, and we have another guy that works in the, in in our group who is a rabid Caps fan, and it is the most intense that any of us get is when the Flyers are going to play the Capitals, and it's a lot of fun. Especially and the city's supposed to be priding itself on this whole like four for four, Bo, like mentality. Uh, you know, and you want to say you're four for four. This doesn't the this this the city's representation on sports talk radio isn't reflecting that. It's reflecting it in lip service, like they say they're four for four. But yeah. you know, d- dude, Chuck, if you called in and talked hockey to any to you know. Missinelli or Cataldi or I mean basically anybody except Martinez probably yeah who's not uh, even he's not even employed he's not on air anymore right he he has been hired by the Flyers so okay. he's he does some in-game coverage but he's working for the Flyers not for the Fanatic anymore yeah it's it's almost embarrassing when they get a fan on there that wants to talk hockey yeah it's just the, it's all generalities and and um. I don't yeah, know, general feelings. Yeah, and dated stereotypes too of you know this Flyers team is never going to be good as long as they keep up the Broad Street bullies antics. <laughs> and like, Miss well, loves to turn it into a racial conversation. Oh God, I've heard some of those. Yeah, just like is does he frame it as like hockey fans are racist or like nobody uh, other than white people like hockey? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's that's pretty much it. Which is not true, which is not true. The excitement for hockey among like black people I know and just even just seeing it out and about when Simmons was on this team, when Simmons, uh, Ray Emery, Emery, um, uh, we also had, um, oh, Jesus, the the French guy, um, Belmar. So we had like three players of color on the team at one time. And Simmons is a player, you know, he he crossed racial boundaries. He was a fan favorite. But I know many black people. It's like, hey, like, because this is what you get for being such an outgoing Flyers fan. People ask me Flyers questions a lot. And it's like, and just questions like, hey, who's the brother on the team? I'm like, oh, Wayne Simmons. Like, he's really good, isn't he? I'm like, yeah, he is. And just seeing people, you know, of all colors, you know, Philly is a diverse city. Just seeing people in Flyers gear with a Flyers hat, Flyers T-shirt. It's something that people should feel a part of. And if you continue the narrative that hockey is only for rich white people, 
you know, maybe to play. If you want to talk about playing it, that's a different story. But for fandom, it's it should be for all of Philadelphia. Hey, man, don't forget about Donald Brashear, man. Oh, yeah, Donald Brashear. Tim Hortons for favorite. life. No, and, and the Flyers have been, you know, outside of a few idiots here and there, but the Flyers fandom has been really supportive. Some of these guys were fan favorites, you know, and I want to go back to something you said, like, oh, we're four for four, Bo. The freaking cuz, back when he was <laughs> on WIP, I just remember driving in the car, um, and somebody called in to talk about the Flyers hot start. It was many years ago. And he's like, Oh, you want to talk hockey? It's November, man. It's November. You're trying to talk hockey in November. Oh, but yo, cuz you see that Sixers game last night without a sense of irony. They play basically the same damn season. If it's too early to talk about the Flyers, it's too early to talk about the Sixers, except for the fact he's a basketball guy. Admit your damn biases. And when people come in from out of town, you know, like the the one guy who got fired for being an idiot on WIP. I know I should probably narrow that down. But when uh, Craig, when, wait, are you talking about Craig Carton? Like way uh, back in no. the day? So with the guy that went to Houston. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Ennis. Yeah, yeah. Josh. He didn't know shit about hockey, you know. And you, you'd hear him try to fake he it. He also didn't he, know shit about Philly sports. Yeah, and it just try to fake it so poorly. And we have knowledgeable hockey fans. We have, you know, and you guys, you know, Dave and Gene, you know. I guess you'd probably describe yourself as diehard hockey fans, but it's not your number one sport. But I feel like so much more of the region are like you guys or like other friends of ours who want the Flyers to do well and then tune in for the big games or want to know when they're on a winning streak, whereas you guys will follow them throughout the season. I, I think there's... It uh, hockey doesn't need to be your number one sport to be relevant, right? And it should be, it should be relevant, especially this year. What's not to be excited about when we finally have a goaltender? You know, we we have Travis Konechny. We, you know, not that Lindblom is a good story, but it's a story. It's something to connect to. It's something to to rally around. If it's not going to be right now. Do you really have to wait until they're, they're like cup favorites? You know, if you're not going to cover the Flyers now, I, I when will to... you? Like, when yeah. will you? Yeah. Right. It'll be I, when I, they're in the Stanley Cup final and nobody knows what the hell they're talking I'll say, about. I'll say I watch a lot of third periods. Yeah. It's and just, that's, you fair. know, it's just like, hey, I watch a show at eight o'clock. I'm like, oh, all right. Flip over it's second intermission. All right, I know I'm gonna you know have a have a, a good half hour of Flyers hockey that's gonna be that's gonna be at least uh, competitive. Like they're in every single game. They're, yeah, they, they're in every game. Even the games that they fall behind early, they're in the game in the third period. So you know, much like you could you could hop into a Sixers game in the last ten minutes of the game and you know get a good flavor of what happened in the game and see an exciting conclusion. Right. And, and, and by doing that, I don't then get in my car at 10 a.m. in the morning and want to hear another 45 minutes during my commute of who the what wide receiver the Eagles are going to draft 
and who's going to be the offensive coordinator, which I've been hearing about since the Eagles were eliminated from the playoffs, which was uh, six weeks ago. And by the way, jumping in, the, please do that. Like, it, it, it doesn't make you less of a fan or, or you, you're not allowed to be part of the excitement if you aren't watching the games from whistle to whistle. It's fine. Jump in there and, and watch the team a little bit, especially if you haven't been, um, because you may get caught up in it because it's going to be a fun ride down the stretch here, and you're going to want to be a part of it. And you're going to have an idea of what games to watch whistle to whistle. Yeah. The great points by both. And it's, you know, we really try not to police fandom on this show. You know, I that's how I tune into the Sixers game. I'm not a basketball guy. I think we've established it here. But, you know, when the the kids are in bed and my wife and I have watched whatever show we are watching together that night, you know, I will throw on the last quarter of the Sixers game and get caught up in it. And I, please do the same thing for hockey. You know, you don't have to know the ins and outs of everything that's going on to know what's exciting, to know, you know, what's a scoring chance and, and when to pay attention. And yeah, I love this. Know. I love this. It's like you're an adult, you're a busy person, you have kids, you have obligations, play your video games on easy. Take three nights to watch a movie. Watch the last 10 minutes of a Sixers game. It's all good. If it makes you happy, just do it. You know, don't let anybody uh, tell you you're not a fan or, or whatever. Fuck them. On that, that note, fuck them. Yep, that note, fuck them. <laughs> I, I love it. I, th this segment could not have ended on a better note. <laughs> I love the play your video games on easy. Because <laughs> I, I, that's true. I, I don't play video games because I think the last time I had a long video game session, I looked up and saw that I had played for like four hours and went, oh my God, I could have done so much more with four hours. And that was like... I might as well have taken the Xbox and like buried it in the backyard because that was the end of my video game playing. But I love the idea of, yeah, we're all adults here. You don't have to prove anything to anybody anymore. <laughs> Just, you know, oh, are you a hardcore fan? Nope. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm a casual fan and that's okay. Hey, yeah. Because you can still go to a parade or, you know, whatever. Buy a t shirt. Damn straight. Make y'all happy. <laughs> uh, so, Spring training is here. Woo. We did it, guys. We're at <sighs> spring training, and uh, we're going to be broadcasting live from spring training. No, actually, we're not. <laughs> because it doesn't change anything for the show. Someday. Someday we I love how every radio and TV, uh, they're like, oh, we're going to, we're sending a correspondent down to spring training. And it's the same. It's the same thing you're getting anyway. They're just they're enjoying nice weather, and you're still stuck here uh, with the last vestiges of of winter hanging on. So we're not going to spring training, but we're happy that spring training is happening. Um, I, the thing that I was most excited for once uh, you know camps broke and everything was hearing the Astros players get their feet put to the fire. And, mm -hmm. and what was going to be said. And boy, the owner of the Astros is a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> to say it didn't affect the game 
refused to apologize, and then dictates that we're moving on from here. Is it, is it just me, or did after that statement came out, did you just imagine that there are just bullpens throughout the league where uh, bullpen pitchers just started taking baseballs off the wall and writing the name of the Astros lineup uh, just on different baseballs? Uh, kind of like you ever you ever see those clips of like in World War Two when, uh, you know, for publicity, they used to show the bombers and they'd have a they'd have a guy writing like the names of German cities on the sides of their bombs. <laughs> um, I just feel like the, the, these pitchers are just, you know, they're just warming up to to. Every, there are so many. I don't know if you guys heard Larry Boa. He basically oh, just yeah. basically he came out and said. Astros players are going to have to pay for this. Well, he was actually disappointed that it it was known across the league and it wasn't addressed kind of like the quote unquote old school way um, in the season. But Gene, to your point, I keep picturing that scene from, I know we're going to talk about movies later, but I keep picturing the scene from uh, major league where Ricky Vaughn is in spring training uh, and they're kind of evaluating him. And there's the sort of the uh, cardboard cutout of a batter uh, and, and just to show that he has no control, he like takes the batter's head off uh, with a with a fastball. But you know, instead of doing it accidentally, the pitchers in spring training are doing it on purpose. Maybe it's an Altuve cutout, so they like cut it off at the knees to make it an appropriate height. Oh, I'm I'm Do hoping they... I'm hoping JT Realmuto has like gotten some some Astros bobbleheads or something and are putting them in in his mitt so that uh, so that the starting <laughs> pitchers can just like destroy them with fastballs this week. <laughs> Hell of a dancer, but what was she doing? What was he doing with her panties on his head? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I just couldn't believe the owner who was like, "Yeah, it didn't really affect the the outcome of the game, uh, you know, in the World Series." And, the, and then the reporter immediately says, "Well, wait, hold on. Did you just say it didn't affect the outcome of the game?" And he goes, "Well, I didn't say that." <laughs> You literally just said it (laughs) and then said, well, we're moving on here as if you get to decide (laughs) when the general population is done with this scandal. Yeah. I mean, my other favorite quote was, I think it was, uh, I think it was Vlad Guerrero Jr. Maybe it was another like up and coming player. And he's like, man, if I knew it was coming, I'd hit 500. Like you, you are not going to convince me that this had no benefit to already good players. If you give guys that already have the kind of talent that the Astros lineup have the added benefit of knowing even when not to swing, you're not going to convince me that doesn't improve their chances to win exponentially. Why else do it? Why else do it? it? Why cheat to go? Yeah, we, we cheated. We, we, potentially damage our legacy and uh there was no real point to it it was mostly fun like no someone on in your organization believed it gave them an advantage you you can't say oh it didn't affect the outcome well then why'd you do it you know it's saying it didn't affect the outcome is like saying well yeah it's attempted murder but they're (laughs) still alive you know you attempted to cheat it doesn't matter if you think you didn't do it well enough. Ugh. And it and it is just going to be lost to history. It you know unless the fans demand it and we keep it in the public eye. But it's right now MLB and the Astros seem to be oh no we're we're moving on. 
I don't know, man. Baseball holds a grudge. They're they're still players banned from 1919. So it, it, baseball's pretty good at at remembering these sorts of things. Barry Bonds is still not in the Hall of Fame. Baseball is still it, it's not completely unable to police its own um its well, own I don't know, you know, record, I guess. To a certain degree. It fails in other ways completely. It absolutely does. But well, sometimes in this case they manage to keep you know the, what? What they deem to be the necessary, you know, the ev- the true evils out. Yeah. Well, Rob Manfred spoke today, and more or less said, "Yeah, we're not going to do anything about it." Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm actually looking at an article now from the Daily News, uh, New York Daily News, that has the seven most hilarious claims made in that press conference, <laughs> uh, and here they are in order. One, this didn't impact the game. Two, I didn't say it didn't impact the game. <laughs> Three, any variation of the report said or the commissioner said. Uh, four, I'm not clear on all of those details. Again, I didn't do the investigation. Five, it won't happen again on my watch. Six, I don't think I should be held accountable. And seven, we won the World Series. We'll leave it at that. Oh, my God. I hate this team so much. Yeah, the, my blood is boiling just listening. It's it's the, the cocky answer of someone who doesn't have to face consequences. And he's right. He, he They are not facing consequences. And, you know, they're they're not rescinding the title They're I, I think I mentioned it when it happened or when we talked about in depth on the show. I want there to be an asterisk wing of the baseball hall of fame just you know controversy and baseball have been together for a hundred years you know put in the black Sox, put in pete rose put in all the steroid users and then put in whoever's going from this astros team and have it be the you know the hall <laughs> the interesting the, thing the about hall that of notoriety is the hall of asterisks gets the hit king and the home run king and the season yeah. single home run king uh so it's not a bad it's not a bad place to be uh, i think you've got to put it in a really shitty location um uh <laughs> boca uh, raton cleveland already has the <laughs> rock and roll <laughs> say, boca raton i don't know what's a crappy place in florida <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Why is Jackson? it Florida? Yeah, I don't know. It's I, I, Newark, <laughs> Newark or Newark, because I don't want it in Delaware. Uh, well, I was thinking Newark. Oh, like right by Camden. the airport, freaking Camden. Newark. Uh, right. right next to the 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 uh, aquarium, the the Hall of you know infamy in Camden. Pet a shark like and then uh, try on uh, try on Barry Bonds' hat. See if you can how many of your friends you can get into it. <laughs> and you can get your hands on performance enhancing and performance debilitating uh, drugs there as well. Like it'll be part of the <laughs> gift shop. Oh, poor Camden. Yeah, I know. I do feel bad for Camden. Um, what do you guys think of the new uh, uh, playoff proposal by uh, Rob Manfred? So can you can you clarify what exactly happens? No, is, I is can't it, actually. You are you you win your division and then you can pick the shittiest team in the league to be your opponent. No, no, no. Well, so all right, I, I don't have I don't have the details in front of me, but I guess you can you the for the top two teams get a buy, 
and uh, the first round gets expanded. So I think that there's three, two, two, two wild card teams, and then we eliminate the one game playoff, and it turns into a three game playoff, and the top seeded like wild card round team gets to pick their opponent. Yeah, I hate that. I I hate all of it. I hate all of it. Why why expand the playoffs again? It, if you want more teams to make the playoffs and make it more exciting and make the damn season shorter. You you play 162 games for a reason in baseball. You know, not just to give you something to do all summer long, but that's an excellent part of it. But the regular season's supposed to mean something. And expanding the playoffs just waters down the regular season. And the picking your opponent thing, um, I think it was in a Swedish hockey league and then the Southern Professional Hockey League tried it. And apparently everyone hates it um, because it's a no-win situation. Because let's say you pick a team that you feel you match up better against and then you lose to that team. Well, now you pick the opponent that you lost to, you know, and you know, it's just going to be pick the lowest ranked team. They'll just pick the one that they would have matched up with anyway, as to not insult. Right. Exactly. That's what you would do. Or you would set up some sort of very transparent lottery to determine which team you're going to play to make it like random. Yeah. I would rather they be able to pick the act, like pick the Marlins. Like, we are going to pull from obscurity this shitty team. <laughs> We're going to bring them in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, Marlins, I'm calling you out. <laughs> because now, well, now I'm invested. Well, if, if you I, were the Phillies, you wouldn't be picking no damn Marlins, Marlins. to play that much. <laughs> but now I'm invested. And I want it to be like a nine-game series at that point because I really want them to have a shot to win. Going old school. <laughs> I, I I would love that. It's like, oh, the playoff race comes down to this. You know, taking the last wild card spot is the Philadelphia Phillies, and dead last in the league. You make the playoffs too because the Braves want to play you. I I honestly think that hey. then you would you would see so many. You know, then you could tank for tank for playoff position. <laughs> <laughs> That's we we called up all of our single A players so that we could keep losing through September, so the Yankees would want to play us. Well, that's almost like my uh, my uh, strike shortened NHL season idea. What year was that, Chuck? Like two thousand thirteen. That was twenty thirteen. No, really? Yeah, twenty thirteen. 2013 was the strike shortened season, the most recent one. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get all the just no regular season one giant Stanley cup playoff. Every team is in the entire season is playoffs. Oh, I remember that now that you say it, and that would have been tremendous fun just for that, you know, uh, lockout shortened season. Like however you would make it work, bracketing or number of games or whatever it would be. Just sounds like a hoot. Yeah. I'm, well, if we're going to do that, like have baseball be, you know, the first two months is for seeding and then, you know, a one month playoff, 
essentially, or like a round robin tournament. Oh, that's what you do. You do, you yeah, do the you first go. two months for like seeding. Then you know they get it split up like the World Cup, and one month of round robin play in your division. Then like the top two teams go on to the playoffs, and now we're in. I said two months, so you know April, May. June, we're in July, and there's a crop of teams not playing. You know, maybe they're playing right. for next year's standings or whatever the case may be. Um, oh, yes. And oh, I, I, sorry, I, I had a conversation with someone and I wanted to bring it up, uh, because of the XFL. Okay. I, uh, sure. Fuck it. Let's jump t- and talk about that for a second. Go Battlehawks. So, <laughs> the XFL has been super fun. But what if they collaborated with the NFL and we did a relegation system to the XFL? I would love it. I'd love it. And the XFL champion gets the move up to the NFL. Why couldn't this happen? Besides money. No, I think it should happen because of money. Can you imagine the ratings for that? I mean, you would NFL fans would have a super huge interest in what happens in the XFL. Yeah. So I could see how it'd be beneficial to the XFL, and they'd get like a legacy team every year or two in their system. Congratulations! And it would be true. Mi- yeah, and it would be a true in the XFL. <laughs> it'd be a true minor league feeding ground at that point too. And we probably could have, like, weeded out the Buffalo Bills at this point, at some point. You know, they would have been so long in the XFL that they would have, like, folded up 10. Or the so, Browns would be, like, XFL legends. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they would actually win there. Johnny uh, Johnny uh, Football might actually have won a couple of MVPs in the XFL. He seems like exactly what that league needs. Is he? Is he on a roster? I don't think so. I don't think so. The other thing they should do is they should give one of the XFL teams a Money in the Bank style briefcase (laughs) where during your bye week, you could get called out by an XFL team where then you have to play them. And if they win, they play the rest of your schedule. That's insane, and I can't in good faith... endorse it but my lord would that be exciting yeah like if suddenly dallas cowboys got beat by some like strange team from frankfurt or something and (laughs) you're bringing in nfl europe that just came to mind i was actually thinking like frankfurt philly but oh (laughs) um so this would also be a good time to to uh tell our listeners that potadelphia is throwing its support behind the st louis battle hawks and I mean, we, we didn't arrive at this. We did not arrive at this uh, decision lightly. There was, there were a lot of candidates that you know levied for our support, and it was um, literally a three text conversation. Well, but that's still more interest sure. than I had in the former XFL, honestly. All right. So the reasons, Gene, you want to want to outline the reasons why we chose the. I, I only remember hall. like two of them. All right. Well, I'll fill in whatever we missed. Okay. One was because they're a bird. And the Eagles are a bird. Yeah, Battlehawk was the closest logo or team name to an Eagle that we could find. I think it has silver in the uniform, too, and the Eagles have silver. Um, They played Dallas week one, so it was easy to root against Dallas because, obviously, we're not going to root for Dallas. 
Uh, and they won, which was great. And they won, and they they were a nine point. They were already underdogs to Dallas, which is another thing I love. And they they won outright, and they were nine point dogs. Yeah. Um, uh, they were in St. Louis, who got like screwed out of an NFL franchise, which is another thing that's more than once, right? Yeah, more than once. So that's a fun thing to kind of uh, back. Uh, was there any other reasons? No, that was it actually. Okay, well, th- I mean, those are all good reasons as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so the uh, they're one and one. Yeah, well, second in the division behind uh, behind DC. So whatever, XFL. It's uh, great so fun. Is, is there a division like also Washington and D- Dallas? Because that's another great reason to. No, they're uh, DC, St. Louis, New York, and Tampa. Oh, okay, but still two of the. So they're in the East. Yeah, two of the the you know traditional rivals that we are used to rooting against. Yeah, and the the West is the the. Houston, Seattle, Dallas, and, and L.A. Because it would have felt weird to, like, root for... I mean, because I guess naturally our geographic logic would lean us towards New York or D.C., and I I just don't feel good rooting for either one of those fan bases in good conscience. Well, D.C. has a uh, Pumph. Darnell Pumphrey. Yeah, who I think I think uh, in week one he had two carries for three yards. <laughs> okay. So... so... He's doing just as well. Yeah. All right, all right, Gene, take us through our uh, our our movie, uh, the world versus baseball. Ready, set, and bracket. Uh, so, for those of you that uh, didn't la- listen last week, or when I posted a bracketology only episode later in the week this week, uh, this was going to be the second installment of. Uh, Baseball versus the world, the the tournament to uh, to name Potadelphia's favorite sports movie, uh, at least for now. Um, so it, we started with eight teams on each side of the bracket. Uh, there was a play-in game for the fifth seed, which I think was uh, a good decision by me to, to make that like actually kind of a, a meaty matchup. Um, and we are down to um, to four teams on each side. I'm going to give the two matchups on each side just kind of as an overall, and then we'll we'll break it down. We'll do uh, one matchup on each side, and then we'll 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 go back back and forth. So on the baseball side, we still have the number one seed, the Natural, the number two seed, a league of their own, the number three seed, Moneyball, and the number five seed, Major League. On the world side, we still have the number one seed, Rocky, the number two seed, Hoosiers, the number three seed, Miracle. And the number five seed slap shot. So it was a good day to be a five seed. It sounds like uh, four seeds, like much like the uh, the sevens in the actual tournament. It's a bad, yeah, unlike bad unlike place the NCAA to be. tournament yeah. where you get the twelve versus five. Yeah. So so there we are. Uh, we are at the uh, we're at the we're at the next round. It's going to be I guess what would be called the elite eight. Um, so uh, round one uh, or, or the first matchup we're going to look at tonight. I think maybe the easier uh, of the of the the runs for the one seeds, it's going to be the number one seed Rocky versus the number five seed Slapshot. All right. Well, this is where I'm supposed to make the case for Slapshot, right? Good luck. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> you know the the most damning thing for Slapshot, even though it's this hockey movie. And it's quoted all around hockey. They still play the damn Rocky theme, like to pump up hockey arenas, like not just Philadelphia across the league. 
you know, probably across the world, they get that damn Rocky theme going and everyone like loses their shit. How can you compete against that? So yeah, I think it's, it's gotta be Rocky. I think Rocky is a, a better film. Um, just top to bottom. Uh, it means more to us personally and has a, a much bigger cultural footprint. There, there just comes a time with, with the comedies where they go kind of as far as they can, they can go. And then they come up against a movie that has, that is like very like i don't know it 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 feels very real to you emotionally um and you connect with it in a way that sometimes these comedies really have have trouble doing uh and you know when rocky when you talk about like us being a philadelphia podcast it's i mean rocky would win this matchup probably in in most other cities south of uh south of the border of canada but uh <laughs> <laughs> i mean in philadelphia it's almost like a, he has home field advantage or something like it might yeah. it might lose in new york or at least a couple of the boroughs but but it'll still be close maybe uh, i i would also take rocky here so it's 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 a it's a unanimous vote for um hometown underdog favorite yeah right <laughs> uh rocky balboa all right so uh no no be clear Rocky, not Rocky Balboa. Oh, right, not Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. I forgot there's actually one show. called Rocky Balboa. Nobody <laughs> actually calls it Rocky Six except for me. Um, the one where he fights the guy who should destroy him and he doesn't get killed. Um, so the, the other side of the bracket, I'm actually not going to go with the one seed matchup here to start it. I'm going to go with a League of Their Own versus Moneyball. I think this is just a more interesting matchup, honestly. All right, now this is the time I will try to make a case for a league of their own. Um, I did a horrible thing today. I re-listened to last week's show, <laughs> and I realized what the brackets would be. If I hadn't re-listened, I, I think I wouldn't have realized the matchups and just how much you two love Moneyball and how much I love a league of their own. And I was, I was just like, shit. Like, this, this will probably not end well for me. But... I think a league of their own has much better heart. I think the emotion of a league of their own really carries that film. You go on a journey, you know, you see these women from all different backgrounds become professional athletes, you know, Gina Davis and Laurie uh, Petty's, you know, journey together in that film. I think, you know, Gina Davis's portrayal of Dottie is just, you know, take take gender out of it, take baseball out of it. it, it she portrays an athlete extraordinarily well. And from beginning to end, A League of Their Own takes me on a journey. And no matter how well I know all the damn beats of that movie... I want to go on that journey every time. And Moneyball, I enjoy it. I think Jonah Hill was really great in it. First time I found out he can actually act. You know, I it's it's intriguing. It's intellectual. It stimulates a different part of my brain than than a League of Their Own. But for me, I, I got to go with the League of Their Own. It's it's a sentimental favorite for me. 
just to, to pile on, also in a league of their own, one of my favorite uh, portrayals of a coach and a player's relationship and how you truly see um, what a good coach can do and then what a good leader on the field can do and how those things, uh, at first they kind of uh, have trouble finding their lane and who should who should be the one leading and, and by the end they've they've kind of figured out the best thing for the team and it, it, there's very few other movies even without like a specific moment I, I guess probably the the conversation they have on the bus is probably the, the moment in the movie but um there's very few you know there's very few things other than that they, they just kind of naturally fell into what i imagine is uh, the best kind of relationship that managers and coaches have with with their their star their star players yeah, I, I think uh, I think Gene, I think you're leaning towards a league of their own anyway. But um, just to just to make a case uh, for Moneyball, the things that I do love about about Moneyball is you, you know Chuck, you mentioned Jonah Hill, but it's it's fat Jonah Hill, which is the best Jonah Hill. <laughs> Very um, true. Also, this is Brad Pitt. Like this is the crest of the wave of Brad Pitt that. Um, like dudes it's okay to like brad pitt now like before we were at this like <laughs> it was like a brad pitt was like um heartthrob uh you, you need to take a shower brad pitt and then he started to make a bunch of movies where it was like hey brad pitt's actually pretty cool uh and a good actor at the same time and it's like movie star brad pitt so i i i, I love him in this movie and it's like that movie so it's it's a movie where I love movies where people stand up for what they believe in against overwhelming majority telling you that it's wrong. Uh, but you know, you're pushing all the chips in anyway, and it's a risk that I, you know, me personally would never have the balls to do, uh, in real life, but always would like to think that I would be able to do it. Um, so, it, and it's a, it's a way to, it's like you're rooting. It's like it just changes the way you root for a team in a sports movie that tickles my brain. Uh, so I love Moneyball. I'll pick Moneyball here for dramatic purposes. So, Gene, you have to break the tie. Now, I have to be honest. I've been thinking about this maybe more than anything, uh, certainly more than what I was supposed to be thinking about at work this week. Um, <laughs> and it came down to this. Um, if I want to feel better, if I want to be cheered up, as much as I really do like Moneyball, and I really like it, um, A League of Their Own is just one of the the straight up most rewatchable movies uh, I think that I, I can I can name. Like it's one of those classically rewatchable. It's it's one of those things where I have it on probably four different formats from VHS up through. I don't even know if they have like a like a higher definition than Blu-ray version of it. I, I don't have that, but um, and more likely, even with all of those commercial-free high-definition versions on the shelf, if they put it on cable, I'll watch it with the commercials. There's only two movies I can think of that I'll do that for. That it's a league of their own, and uh, and um, um, well, it, it's really more of a genre. Any any mob movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's only two movies but one movie is like it's an entire 200. genre oh real yeah. quick real quick real quick moneyball i forgot to mention aaron fucking sorkin yeah it is sorkin, sorkin dialogue. laying that there on the yeah, table too. it is sorkin dialogue but um 
Yeah, and I, really the only thing that was my knock against A League of Their Own is that song that Madonna does at the end is one of the most annoying pop songs of the 90s. It's just grating on my soul. Um, although she's actually really good in the movie, and so is Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, so as much as it pains me for Moneyball, I'm going to elevate A League of Their Own to the next round. I thought that was going to go the other direction after listening to last week's show. So that that's a pleasant surprise for me. And yeah, that Madonna song at the end is so out of place. Also, also the old lady fashion when they flash yeah. forward to the present. Yeah. Like, ooh, the 90s was not a good time to be an old lady. <laughs> no, it was not. Okay, so uh, we're going to slide back over to the, uh, the world uh, bracket. I kind of smell upset here in this bracket. The two-seed Hoosiers versus the three-seed Miracle. I hate Hoosiers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care for it that much either. It's such so. a slog to get through. and uh, The basketball scenes are bad. I don't know. I just don't like it. And I feel like I liked Gene Hackman a lot more like 15 years ago. There's nothing that made me turn against Gene Hackman, but it's just like it used to be. Oh, Gene Hackman, good actor. Right? G, that's a plus for the film. Now I'm like, hey, Gene Hackman. He's and I pe- don't know why. I really don't. What the hell did Hoosiers beat last week? Uh, it beat uh, Varsity oh. Blues. It, it oh, beat yeah. Varsity okay. Blues. And I voted for Varsity Blues. <laughs> a, that was more of a heart pick than anything. I really kind <laughs> of regret and, 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 very honestly, I kind of regret that the other basketball mover I, I put in instead of it being Hoosiers. I feel like Teen Wolf might have had a better shot. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely has better basketball scenes. I mean, you could have put in White Men Can't Jump. You could have put in, like, He Got Game. You could have put in. See, White Men Can't Jump for Eddie, me. Eddie, I mean, whatever. The Ref, <laughs> I believe. Or what's. The, is Eddie Wait, the one with Whoopi? Yeah. I saw that yeah. in the theater. The ref, the ref doesn't have anything <laughs> no, to do with No, no, it's not, it's, it's not the ref. It's it's Forget Paris where uh, where Billy Crystal plays a referee. It's not called the ref. It's all it should have been. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying both to remember. Movies I saw on, both movies I saw on, on, on first dates and both those relationships ended at first dates. You could have put in uh, Like Mike. Could have put in Space Jam. I felt like Space Jam would have been unfair. There's anything that's got cartoons in it automatically Chuck's going to vote for. All right, that's a good point. All right, anyway, <laughs> Hoosiers versus what? Miracle? Hoosiers yes. versus Miracle. Miracle. Yeah, didn't I say last week it's the most important sporting event in the history of the world? Yes. Certainly in the history of the United States. I was thinking about that and I still think I think that's accurate. Yeah, and and it wasn't even for like it wasn't even for the championship of anything. It was a semifinal game. I mean, what else would you put up there as the single greatest sporting event in the history of the world? There's probably a World Cup. There's probably somebody faced off against Brazil and and won it. But Germany once beat them like nine. Wait, hold on. Is it your contention that the greatest sporting event in the history of the world could possibly not contain the United States in it in some capacity? Uh, sorry. Um, let me try that again. <laughs> <laughs> it was any Super Bowl won by Dallas. I mean, the only one, other one I was thinking of would be like, you know, maybe Jackie Robinson's first game. But but he, the fact that you have to describe it as Jackie Robinson's first game. It means it loses. Not, it automatically loses sure. to the U.S. thing because 
we know exactly what that was. Yeah. So we can't go. We can't name the opponent. We can't like. <laughs> so so that's an argument against. Okay, it. fair enough. Is it maybe the the U.S. getting jobbed out of their silver medal in basketball? No, because there's no way that the single greatest sporting event in the history of the world would have the United States losing. Oh, true. That's also true. <laughs> it's Super Bowl Fifty Two. Let's just take <laughs> no, that for what it is. You're not wrong, Chuck. <laughs> That's definitely in the top twenty. Yeah. <laughs> we did right. beat. Anyway. We did beat Tom Brady. Miracles. Miracles. Great. Miracles. Moving on. Yeah. It's really good. So the world bracket preview for next week is going to be Rocky versus Miracle. All right, we got to watch both. Of, I got to watch both of those movies this week. I think. Th- I'll do the same. Listeners, do yourself a favor. I think both of them are streaming on something. I know for a fact that Miracle is streaming on uh, on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah. So Disney Plus, if you'd like to sponsor next week's matchup, let me know. And Rocky, uh, you own. So Rocky, you own. <laughs> <laughs> you may not know that you own it, but go to like your movie collection. It's there. It's there. There's going to be five of them. The first one is what I'm talking about. Unless unless you're outside of like the Philadelphia like television market then then it might not be there is it but like the gideon's bible in the yes. delaware valley yeah. it's like you just have to go to that one end table and open the drawer and there's like there's oh there's a copy of rocky yes yes there's a copy of rocky and there's an, an eagles uh an eagles media guide from 1986 <laughs> yeah ray didn't put both of them in your house one night <laughs> like belschnickel oh my gosh like what <laughs> Belschnickel, isn't that the, isn't that like the spirit of Christmas that Dwight Schrute dresses up as? Oh, that sounds like a later episode of The Office. So, all right, so Rocky versus Miracle. God, that's going to make for a great Tuesday night back to back movie watching. I think in my house. Um, all right, so other side of the bracket. Another. This is this is an interesting matchup. Very seriously, uh, we all wrote an essay on it. It's the natural. That's the one seed. Uh, we all quote it constantly. It's the five seed major league. All right. So this is basically for the greatest baseball movie, according to Potadelphia. So it's a huge responsibility. What are we forgetting a league of their own? Oh, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Dave has already planned to vote for one of these two movies next week. <laughs> So, I mean, no, I didn't forget about League of the Room. <laughs> uh, but it's, I don't know. I think whoever wins this week will be tough to beat, even after the impassioned pleas that we made for a League of Their Own. I, uh, of the two, I enjoy Major League far more. The The fact that it also features a real you know major league baseball team as the focal point as opposed to you know the the knights yes i was i was going to say um giants and then like the new york giants i'm like no (laughs) but it's something mythical but yeah so that that helps put it over the the edge there it's just a more enjoyable film and it's kind of can you quote a line from the natural 
No, not not in this scenario. I cannot quote a line from The Natural. Probably, unfortunately, the quote that jumps into my head from Major League is not actually in the film. What was it from the trailer? <laughs> okay. It's the uh, that ball would have stayed in, in a lot of parks. Name one. Yosemite. <laughs> I think I think the line that I remember from the the natural is pick pick me a winner, Bobby. Isn't that what he says? Yeah, I think that is what he yeah. says. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to vote Major League. Wow, this is a tough one because these are two of my probably my favorite movies. Um, the natural. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's like a period piece that I like, but yeah, I, I don't I, like. I can't. I, it's hard for me to go back to rewatch that one like a hundred times. Gene, Gene, why don't you weigh in on this one first? I'm, I'm having trouble over I, here. I will tell you that what it, again. One of the major factors that I have on it is rewatchability. One of the things is. You're gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna be hard pressed if you don't go and pull out the natural in your own collection. You're gonna be hard pressed to find it. Um, I think now it's streaming, but um, it was not a movie that got shown a whole heck of a lot growing up on TV. Uh, whereas Major League, I feel like as soon as the Mummers Parade was over, uh, it would, you know, the Mummers would cut to Major League to get you ready for uh, Philly spring training at some points. Um, <laughs> It's another one where, honestly, it's one of those weird things where when I watch it now, uh, you know, you, you can see it uncut. I, I sort of miss the edits because I watched it so much on cable with uh, Forget You, Joe Boo, I'll Do It Myself. Um, <laughs> that that the, other, the actual line kind of sounds strange. Um, when you know the when you know a movie's uh, edits for TV, I feel like that is sort of meaningful uh, as far as its impact on your life. Now, I will say that there is uh, nothing almost put to film that is as compelling or uh, can get me kind of like a catch in my throat the way that 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 ball shattering those lights um, does to me. I, I don't know if you guys ever had this video game. I had a video game growing up. It was the game probably I played more than anything else other than Tecmo football. It was Tecmo baseball. And um, uh, and in it, you could actually hit a home run. And and I swear, and I don't know if this is one know, of those. was a game. Yeah, it was. Tecmo baseball. Yeah, and it, it had the similar format where you would pick a team and then you would have to beat all of the other teams, which I think I would beat like two in a row. And then and I, it would take four hours um, so then I would stop. I don't know how anybody ever beat that game because it would require three straight days of playing to complete. But uh, you could actually hit a ball into the into the lights. And I swear to you that if you did it in just the right way, you could get the, the light fixture to shatter in like that Nintendo way where like four pixels would fall out of it. But uh, every time I was like, Wonder Boy did it! Wonder Boy, he... <laughs> Now, it might be one of those Mandela effects that I have just, like, in one of those fever dreams, like, dreamed that up. But I swear that that – I think that that was a thing. Um, so both of these things – both of these movies have a a deep uh, affection for me. Um, and I think I'm going to go with The Natural because I just feel like um, I, th there is something about it having 
written the the myth of baseball and and put that myth to to film that nothing else did. As much as I love Major League, it's quotable, it's rewatchable. It just might not be important. And I feel like when you're talking about baseball, sometimes baseball is boring and hard to watch, but it's important. Oh, wow. Damn, Gene. I think um I think you swayed me because the natural really put a tattoo on my heart in my in my youth um and and you know showed me like baseball like baseball purity uh all right i'll go natural let's do it that is a fine choice because once you mentioned gene that the natural is on streaming um, I went and found it and put it on my Netflix queue. <laughs> oh, it's on <laughs> like, Netflix? It is on Netflix. I was oh, like, cool. yeah, the natural streaming. I'm like, well, if it's streaming, I got a couple services. And yeah, it's on Netflix. And I put it on. I'm like, man, I can't wait to watch the natural, which kind of undercut a bit of what I said. Yeah. No, I think um, um I think it's, it's one of those things. Uh, again, I feel like it's something that if you really do love the game of baseball, it should be something that if maybe you don't revisit it every year. Just don't let it go too long that you forget all the beats. Major League Two is also on Netflix. Not um, a bad sequel. If we ever do an all sequels list, not a bad sequel. You say bad sequel? Not no, a bad no, sequel. No, it's not a bad sequel. Oh, not a bad. Okay. If we ever do an all sequels list, that would be one to put it's on decent, it. It's decent. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. So we so have, we have them, four. We have our final four, and next week... You know, two more weeks of this for those of you following along at home. Next week, we're going to have um, the semifinals, the final four. It's going to be the Natural versus a League of Their Own, which I think is a pretty epic matchup, versus Rocky, and uh, and then it's going to be Rocky versus Miracle. I, I mean, it's tough to, to draw it up any better. It's a one and a three and a one and a two. I think that, you know, in this sort of all situation. All chalk, baby. All chalk. <laughs> Well, Although I, I really I, do think the five seeds put up a, a a hell of a fight, so way to go, five seeds. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. Like, I'm pretty, you know, if we want to talk about four movies representing this podcast, I, I'm happy that these are the the ones doing it. So, good job, us. The only other thing I would add there is Godfather Two, and that doesn't have any sports in it. Oh my god. All right, that's it. That's all the time we have for today. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't done so already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us just by searching Podadelphia. If you have any more time in your podcast listening day, be sure to check out the Whip Around, our sister show, with new shows every Wednesday, giving you all the week's weird news. Uh, and until then, have a great day at work, everybody, unless your work observes President's Day, in which case you're off today. So have a great day. Hey, guys, what's your favorite president? Uh, Washington. Well, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say Lincoln. I'm going to say uh, Roosevelt, the first one. Uh, I was considering Roosevelt, the second one. Yeah. Um, but I tried to pick a non-controversial. Go, go Rough Riders. You know, at one point, the CFL had two teams named Rough Riders. That's kind of bizarre. Yeah, that's pretty cool. One of them is now the Alouettes? No, um, it was the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and they're still there. And 
I want to well, say really the testing you here now. I want to say it was the Ottawa Rough Riders as well, but there were two teams with the nickname Rough Riders in Canadian football. And Teddy Roosevelt was never president of Canada that I know of. Uh, not that I know of either. All right. Well, we'll be we'll be uh, rough riding our way to your ear holes next Monday. So have a great day at work, everybody. We're out of here. <laughs> <laughs>